Praise the Lord. This is uh, Brother Julius Adewumi again. Thank you for coming to visit me in my study room. Well, actually, I'm not in my study room. This is my son's study room where we're paying a visit. Today, we are going through the series of Christ as Abolished Dead. You will see some of this from my book that is on Amazon, Amazon.com. And it's a thick, a little thick cup volume, and you can place other for it. Just Google on Christ abolished death, or Google on my name Julius Adiwumi, or Gospel Distribution Ministry, and the book will come out. And if you go through my website, it will link list, link you to the Amazon website. The, my website is gospeldistribution.org. That's where you can find most of these resources. Okay. Now I'm going to, we have been going through this series from, from about um, several weeks now and I'm going to go from, if you look at it, if you have the book you actually be able to see more and more detail because these are sermons that were transcribed and put together as a book. We have about six chapters and I'm going to go to chapter six and a topic called, yes, that I call death as an end and that's why I'm going to start today and I may briefly be referring to the book, but I more or less will be talking to you from there and then chapter 6 and then chapter 7 where, the, where we're going to wrap it up and uh, I believe the Lord will bless your heart. In this chapter, I was talking in the book of Revelation chapter 20 and what you will notice is that even the fact that God has put an end to death, and I'm going to read it to you from Revelation chapter 20 so that we know that when Christ says he has actually abolished death we can begin to enjoy it from now we are people of the, that are enjoying the power of the world to come remember that we are enjoying the power of the world to come even healing of the sea divine healing is the power of the world to come of controlling over the over control over elements is the power of the world to come now in Revelation chapter 20 this is more like a timetable of events that God has already actually set up and you will see in verse 44 that the scripture said death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. What did that mean? Death was cast into the lake. That should tell you that the death is a location. It's like a platform. Call it a, uh, call it a city. And I don't know how to call it a spiritual place, a spiritual location. And it's actually like a prison yard. That was what death really is. And the same thing with hell. And the Bible said in that chapter 20 that death 
and hell in last will be cast into a lake of fire which means it is portable you can carry it and throw it to a lake of fire so in short what is simply is telling me from that understanding is that these are pressing yards for souls where they are being kept tormented not i'm talking of the grave this grave is just a physical heart that where the dust is but the souls are taken out of those bodies and they were either in locations called hell or locations called death and then there's a place called paradise which is part of the, the kingdom of god so now what that is telling me is that like a prison yard if there is a city every country that there are prisons there are jailhouses there are prison houses that's what hell and death look like there are jailhouses there are prison houses and people are put in jail waiting for the real judgment before they are sent to prison also in this world now death and air are similar to that your souls are kept different compartments may have different type of torments when they were not saved people now at the end because god is making a new heaven and a new earth only the redeemed will be living upon this earth the new earth so there will be no more criminals so there will be no need for prison or prison yards or jailhouses that is the reason why hell and death will be cast into a lake of fire so that is one thing you you should take note of when the bible said there will be an end to death in itself and when you look at that the lord make us to see that he has also actually given us the authority on this heart as believers in christ when we are in him that we can actually call the dead back to life that is we call the spirits we can call the spirits and the soul of those that were dead back to life he has given us this authority raise the dead he was he said which means we have that authority why the believers why is the church not doing that that is one reason why we need to grow up to the full because it takes faith like the minister said to be able to raise the dead you need the gift of faith manifesting in your in your life the gift of walking of miracles manifesting and gifts of healing the three have to operate together at the same time it takes the gift of faith to call the spirit back to the body now suppose the body has been dead you know this this demarcated by diseases so you can't just bring the dead the spirit back into the body that is hospitalized and still back into you know god doesn't raise them back into the hospital bed he, he gave a miracle working of miracle is the second one to make the body re recover itself rapidly that is working on miracle that has to be there also to make that spirit be able to stay in that body and if the sickness that caused the death healing of the body so you have those three gifts must manifesting for a believer to be able to call the dead back to life so you know it's god that's going to do this and you have to remember when god distributed the gifts manifestation of the gifts in the book of first corinthians chapter 12 this manifestation is distributed to as many as, as distributed to every member as the spirit wills so no one person can say i have all the nine gifts that would be like telling lies the holy ghost can manifest any of the gifts through you there may be one or two that are majorly manifesting in your ministry but not all the nine will be majorly manifesting but anytime the holy spirit wants it can manifest any of them through your ministry through yourself through you through any believer so but it's because it's distributed and the bible said we are giving the spirit by measure according to what apostle what was written in the first john uh, john the baptist said it is to jesus christ the spirit was not given to him by measure the, the old godhead was in him so he could do anything 
because he's the Lord God Almighty manifests in the flesh. But he the Spirit of God goes to all the prophets, to all the members of the believers of Christ, members of Christ, by measure. Your measure may be greater than mine, my measure may be greater than this man or these sisters. That is why some can be able to do some more and some be able to do some more. But any time the Holy Ghost wants, wants to act on something, the Holy Ghost can move and manifest any of those gifts through any particular person. As the Spirit wills. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 12 said. Let's read that. So that we know that it is the Spirit of many people talk, oh, they have this gift and they can just turn it on when it turns anytime. Like the one that is generally given to us, freely given to us, is the one in Mark chapter 16. Verse 17 and 18, when he said, These signs shall follow them that believe in me. In my name they shall cast out, they shall speak with new tongues. Evidently, every believer is given that grace to speak with new tongues when the Holy Ghost come upon you. When you say, Many church people don't even believe in speaking in new tongues, well, that means they will be short, short change if they don't believe in speaking in new tongues. So that seems to be a general, not just seems, that is what the Bible said in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. These signs shall follow them that believe, everybody that believes in Jesus Christ. So in my name, they shall cast out devils. That means every believer should be able to cast out devils in his name. In my name, they shall speak in new tongues. That means this speaking in tongues by the Holy Ghost is given to every believer to, to manifest. Well, now that is different from diverse kind of tongues that you see in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. That's an extra gift, extra manifestation, let's call it that way. You call it diverse kind, which means at least every believer will have one tongue, one language you could speak. And as you use it and pray, God can bring any other language from your mouth also. But diverse kind of tongues can be a special manifestation from your mouth where it changes from this language to another language and you change to another language as the Spirit wills. So we have manifested that. But those are all as the Spirit wills. And you see that in First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 11 says, But all these work that one and the self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will, as the Holy Ghost wills. So, but like we said, to so be able to call the day back to life, those three my gifts was manifesting at the same time the gift of faith, the working of miracle and healing must manifest at the same time to call the, to make the body recover rapidly as miracle whether it was through disease that man dies or through another way even if they have cut off some part of the body God can recreate that rapidly within instant and before the spirit is called back that is what will make the dead come back to life and live as if restore and restore back to normal. Now, we are saying Christ has already given us to the church. Doesn't mean that you have it. I may not have it. You may not have it. But He has given to the body of Christ when the occasion calls for it. And we cry unto the Lord, the Holy Ghost can manifest these gifts to make this thing happen. And we have to trust in the Holy Ghost for that, not thinking that, oh, I have this thing in my pocket. I just pull it out and do it. It is manifested as the Spirit lives. He gives everybody the Holy Spirit, different measures. Then when you have the faith to rise up and call upon the Lord, the Holy Ghost can summon all the gifts to make it happen. You have to remember that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I like that word. Summon all the gifts and make it happen. In answer to the prayers, in answer to the determination, in answer to our faith. It still works by faith. And of course, faith works by love. Because we have to be concerned 
you have to be concerned with the situation. Remember, every place where the Lord Jesus Christ make, make some miracles, the Bible told us it was the compassion that would make this happen. That is the love. That's why the Bible says, faith will work it by love. Take an example in the city called Nain. The Bible said the Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples went to that city. As they were going into the city, there was a procession of a dead boy that was being taken, the son of a widow, and the only son of the widow. And the whole city was almost following the widow, crying. And they were going to obey the boy. And the Lord Jesus Christ had compassion upon that woman and stopped the procession and told the woman, don't weep, weep not. And then they said, wherever they carried the boy in Hebrew, it stopped them and commanded the boy to come back to life. And the miracle happened. And the boy was back to life, not to back to sick bed, no, back to healthy body, healthy state. That means the gift of faith, the miraculous, miracle working, miracle healing happened instantly. And he gave the boy back to his mom. Now that compassion, so I'm pointing out that that is where love is very important. Otherwise, nothing will happen. You must, we must have compassion for this situation. Now to make us to cry unto the Lord, that Lord, do something. And then the Holy Ghost must have all the gifts that we need to any individual that is crying, that is praying, and make it up. That is what the Lord just revealed to us here. Now, that is part of the things that we, we will say. Now, in, the, in this way, we say Christ has abroad. Let me go now to another section of the of the book here in chapter 6 I talk about the restoration the restoration of our body which is part of because when we talk of Christ abolishing death if we are he's going to keep us alive he has to stop the aging process remember that aging process because even any healthy person as he grows older and older and older the aging process will step in all the air begins to turn grey, muscles begin to get weaker, and the aging process steps in, the wrinkles come to the face and so on and so forth. But that aging process can be stopped when we have faith in the Lord. Even right now, as we are still waiting for the Lord's coming. And that is part of the abolition of death. Because if because aging process is a progression to physical death. But now we see examples of this in the scripture that God has given us examples to tell us that He is not only able, He is willing to do it for anyone that, that's why Christ said, anyone that will believe in Him. Christ said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. I always refer to that Bible verse because that's John chapter 8, verse 51. Now, if He say He shall never see that, He is able to keep us alive and never see that. That means, even if somebody, if he's not, if Jesus Christ is not coming in another hundreds of years, and somebody is going to believe him for that particular Bible verse, Christ said he is able to keep us, individual person, he is able to keep individual person alive. That he never see that. That means he has to stop the aging process. Don't you think so? Well, you can say in the Bible, all the all the generation in Adam, in, from Adam. All through up to through Abraham, they were all living Adam 930 years, even 2,969 years. Many people in that generation lived for 900 years, 800 years, 700 years. Up to Abraham lived for about 175 years and so on and so forth. 
until people are now living the max, the biggest among us in this generation is uh, one, 110, 115, maximum 120. And in the days of David, King David, they were so deteriorated that they were only thinking of 70 and 80. The medical science and the health line as well has brought many people now to be able to live up to 100, 115, Guinness Book of Records. But they say, the Bible says, if a man keep my saying, Jesus Christ said it, a man as means individual, he shall never see them. So that means he's able to not only just keep us alive, he's able to reverse the aging process. And he said, keep my saying, that's what I want to capitalize on, which means he's going to, when we begin to work with him individually now, if you begin to work with him individually within that Bible promise, Lord, I want to keep your saying, tell me your sins, I want to keep it, and I want to live without seeing death for how long? As long as he said he can keep it, and I want to live forever. That means he's able to keep us forever. Look, Enoch is still living forever. He has not, he, he, he was taken away from heaven, from here to heaven. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and it was not, and God took him. That you should not see that. We also know about Elijah the prophet. He was taken away by shadows of fire, which means he's still alive in that physical body, maybe glorified for some form. And the scriptures say Elijah will come back. Okay? But there was none that said Enoch is coming back. But Jesus Christ is saying, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that, which means he's able to keep us till rapture. Physically, till the rapture. Oh, suppose the rapture is 300 years to come. He's able to keep us till the rapture. What's he going to do with the aging process? He's able to reverse the aging process. That is what I'm pointing out in this exhortation. You will see that in my chapter 6 of this book, Christ as Abolition, where I describe more on me. This is just some, you know, sort of talking around it. So there are some Bible scriptures here. Let's take an example of Moses in the Bible. That the scripture pointed out that Moses was 120 years old when he died. But the Bible says his strength did not have bit. His eyes did not was not dim. 120 years old. He was still strong. You say, well, how did he get to be like that? And that 120, his strength did not have bit, his size did not dim. I know many of our brethren are already wearing eyeglasses just to be able to read which means their eyes are dim also. I used to wear eyeglasses to be able to drive, but I don't wear it anymore because I keep cleaning my healing. And the Lord said, we man keep my saying, which means he's going to teach you what to do. He's going to tell you what to do. That will make you younger and younger and younger. That is what I want to point out. If a man keep my saying, you have to keep his saying. When he tells you to do this, you go do that. When he tells you to eat this, you go eat that. When tell to exercise, you do exercise. That's a part of his saying that we keep reversing the aging process. And he said, because he's alive forevermore, he said, because I live, you shall live also. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see it. I give an example of that of Moses that we see an example. God always have a witness. He give an example of, in the, of Moses in the book of Deuteronomy, where he said in chapter 34, verse 7. Let's read it. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 7 is where the story of Moses was reported that when he was 120, when he died, he was 120 years old. But his strength did not abate. Neither was his eye uh, dim at 120. And you can remember the story of his great great grandfather Isaac. When Isaac was not able to recognize Esau from Jacob, how old do you think he was? At that time, he, Isaac gave back to Esau and Jacob. 
when Isaac was about 60 years old. And by the time Jacob ran away to, back to his uncle, he was 40 years old, which means around that time Isaac would be about 100 years old. See? Isaac was about 100 years old, but he couldn't even recognize Esau from Jacob. That was how he, Jacob was able to deceive him, to receive the blessing. So which means at 100, let's say 100, 90 something, 100, his eyes was already already deep, he couldn't even recognize who was in front of him. He was have to use his hand to feel him. Now, then you can see that that of Moses was a miracle also. That at 120 years old, which was almost four generations later, Moses was strong at 120 and his strength was not abated, his eyes was not dim. And so the same way we can say the Lord can do anything like that for anyone that you believe. That's what he's saying. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. So our own challenge is to keep his saying when we are born again and following Jesus Christ and walk with him. We are to keep his saying. And he said, if you keep his saying, you shall never see death. Another example, God always give a witness. The second witness is in the book of Joshua. We, it was reported up by Caleb in the Bible. Caleb was one of the believers, one of the followers that followed Moses in the wilderness. And when they were told to go and search for search the land, he came back with a good report. And God promised Caleb and Joshua that they will be the only two persons among that generation that will stay true and lead the rest of the younger people into the promised land. While the rest of the people, 20 years and above, including Moses, including including Aaron, they all died in the wilderness and didn't cross over Jordan. Now when it came to when it came to the time they were now possessing the land, Caleb came forward and confessed in Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. This is what I'm going to read. Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. This is what I'm going to read. Let's read it from the scripture that you can see. This is the Bible. In Joshua chapter 14, Verse 6, we see the story of Caleb after now they have started conquering the land and himself and Joshua were the two seniors that were still around because he was 80-something, Joshua was 80-something, but all the other younger people that they were leading, the oldest among those will be like what? Because when they were all 20 and above, they were all dead when he was just 40. So by the 40 years later, those 20 and above will have been 60. So the oldest among those will have been 60 years old. Also. So now look at it in Joshua. In, in Joshua chapter 14, like I said, verse 6. And here is what uh, Caleb came forward to claim the promise of God for himself. That God told him that wherever your foot touched, there will be yours. Verse 6, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in, Gal in Gilgal. And Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenesite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the servant, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Paneer. Forty years old, remember now, look at it, he's going to give his testimony now. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me 
made the heart of the people melt. But I only follow the Lord my God. And Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thy inheritance and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now verse 10 is where Caleb was now going to give his testimony, verse 10 and 11. And now behold, the Lord, now remember he said the Lord, it's not because you are doing some exercise, it's not because you are eating the right kind of food, you know, the conductor will tell you to take some vitamin, all this and that. It is the Lord that will do it. Every other effort is to support what the Lord will do. If God is not going to do it, all your effort will fail. That's why people die of heart attack when they don't know what is the reason. And they don't know if people can sleep and never wake up. Also, it is the Lord that you have to attribute all, you see, you acknowledge Him in all your ways. If you don't acknowledge the Lord, you are on your own trying to do it yourself. We are not going to overcome this thing by ourselves. It is what Christ Jesus has already done that we are clinging onto. It's already paid for on the cross. We are clinging onto the, the, the covenant Jesus Christ made with His blood. That is the only thing that can give us that victory. And that is what you have to always express to the Lord. And that makes him happy because he said, you cannot say, tomorrow I will do this. Tomorrow I will say, if the Lord wills, then I will do this tomorrow. When you acknowledge the Lord, then the Lord will make sure that your acknowledging of him is recognized. And this is what Caleb is teaching us here when he said, the Lord, um, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. You see? You can see that I'm going to have to continue this in the next broadcast. We run out of time, but this is very important that we have to continue this in the next broadcast because this is very essential when it comes to restoration of our body. And what we are talking about is the, the aging process. And that example of Caleb, we'll come back to it in a moment. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In, in other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.